Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. Today on the show, we have Elizabeth Boisson, who is the president and co-founder of the global nonprofit organization called Helping Parents Heal. Two of Elizabeth's children have transitioned, her daughter, Chelsea, in 1991, and her son, Morgan, in 2009, from a severe altitude sickness while on a student trip to the base camp of Mount Everest in Tibet. Immediately after, Elizabeth created the Facebook group called Parents United in Loss. Then, in 2012, she joined forces with Mark Ireland to form Helping Parents Heal. Elizabeth is a certified yoga instructor and teaches yoga for healing grief. She'll be one of the presenters at the upcoming Soul Summit Scottsdale, which will be September 12th through 15th, 2019, and is extremely busy planning the April 2020 Helping Parents Heal Conference in Charleston, South Carolina, which will be held April 16th through 19th, 2020. And you can find out more at helpingparentsheal.org. Elizabeth Boisson, my friend, welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. And I am always impressed when someone is able to pronounce my last name, and congratulations on that. Oh, thanks. I get called Champagne, Champion, all kinds of things, too. (laughs) And last we saw each other was... 2018 at the Afterlife Symposium, and you, which was a surprise to me, presented me with an award for being a global ambassador. So we got to share the stage together, give you a big hug, and what a surprise it was. So it it was so wonderful. I you, there could be no one more deserving than you, but that was a, a true honor to be able to present that award. And what a fun evening that was. Come as you were. <laughs> Yeah, it was a costume party. It was very fun. (laughs) We like conferences and we like parties. So let's talk a little (laughs) bit about you. Because even though I know you, I don't really know the whole story behind you and how you got to be where you are. And obviously, you've suffered great loss and you've turned it into something great that you're helping the lives of just thousands and thousands of parents and people. So would you mind telling us about you and your children, your family. I would love to. Thank you. I um I feel very very fortunate because I I have two beautiful daughters in, uh, who are here right now with me. So I have a 26 year old daughter Alix and a 24 year old daughter Christine, and then I have um, two children in spirit. So I have Chelsea who passed in 1991. And she was only two days old. I had been in the hospital for a very long time on an IV trying to keep the contractions from happening. And um, she finally was born in France and only survived for two days. And then Morgan was born um, in before her in 1988. So I was thrilled to be able to go home to him. Um, he actually saved my life when Chelsea passed. Um, Alix and Christine weren't, weren't born yet. Um, but uh, when he was 20 years old, he went on um, a trip with a bunch of other students. They were all at the University of Arizona. 
he had been studying in China in Nanjing and they went to Tibet on a trip and there were 13 of them and they went up in altitude too quickly. They landed in Lhasa and then they went up way too quickly. Um, they arrived at the base camp of Mount Everest. Um, all of them were sick on the truck, uh, on the uh, bus going up the mountain. A lot of them were throwing up. They were actually urinating on themselves as well because that's a sign that's something that a uh, symptom of altitude sickness, but nobody really knew about altitude sickness before this happened. And so um, Morgan was helping the other kids when they were throwing up. Um, the Chinese tour guide was pushing them up the mountain and they didn't have any other adults with them. They were supposed to have two professors that went on that trip and they didn't. But um, anyway, when they got to the camp, Morgan was feeling woozy um, and sick, and he went to bed early after eating dinner, um, and he took a NyQuil, and throughout the night, he kept getting up and wandering around and calling people the wrong names, and everyone thought that it was because he was sleepy, and he went back to bed, and in the morning, when they were supposed to get up and go back down the mountain, uh, they couldn't wake Morgan up, and Morgan, is he was six foot six. And 280 pounds, so it was no small task to try to get him out to the bus. Um, they called one of the moms, who's a doctor, and found out that they had to get him down in altitude as quickly as possible. Loaded him on the bus. Uh, they were going down the mountain, and he stopped breathing. And so when that happened, they got him off the bus again to do CPR on him. And that was when I found out from the leader of the program that there was a problem. So I got the number of his roommate and I was able to call um, his roommate, Colin. And Colin was kind enough to tell me, Ms. Boisson, it doesn't look good. I don't think he's going to survive. So I asked him to put excuse me, the phone up to his ear. And when he did, I told him that we loved him, that we were proud of him and not to be afraid. And right when I did that, I felt him hug me. And I was in Cave Creek, Arizona. I was sitting beside my husband um, who was on his computer. And we were very concerned, but my husband had no idea that this had happened. But I truly felt him hug me. And I'd never even thought about the afterlife at the time, but I knew at that moment that love lives forever. And I knew that Morgan was with us. And as a matter of fact, I was so calm that my husband said, let me speak to Morgan. And I said, no, um, honey, I'm sorry, but he's gone. And he was absolutely devastated. Obviously I was as well, but I knew he was with us. So anyway, I, um, because of this happening and because of the fact that I didn't see any other um, groups like this that were available, all of the other bereavement groups that existed for parents at the time didn't talk about the signs that we got from our kids. I, a week later, decided to start this Facebook group, uh, Parents United in Loss, that you spoke of. I, I feel very, very grateful because that happened and then something even more amazing happened with uh, Suzanne Wilson, who is obviously one of the main organizers of Soul Summit Scottsdale, mm -hmm. um, almost immediately after.
Can I ask you, Elizabeth, back in those days, were you into yoga? Well, yes, that's a good question. I had just come back from yoga. I had just been practicing yoga, and I was about to go for my teacher certificate um, and start that uh, very soon after. Um, I also, throughout my life, when I lived in India, I lived in India for five years when I was very young, and and um, I did a lot of yoga at that time, and continued to do yoga as I got older. And so I, I truly believe that one of the reasons that I was able to feel Morgan hug me was because of the fact that I was so involved in yoga at the time. That's exactly why I asked that question, because I remember when my dad died, transitioned, it was, I wasn't practiced and quieting my mind or being in the present moment. And there was a lot of stress and a lot of sibling fighting and a bunch of stuff happening. So I wasn't present to anything other than grief and anger. And I am just curious. And you, I think you answered it perfectly because of yoga and because of the technique, perhaps you were more present that you could feel that hug I, I'm sure that that's the case, but I also want to say, and I don't want this to ever happen to anyone, but I think that the fact that Chelsea had already transitioned when she was two days old um, truly helped uh, for me to be ready to get that hug from Morgan. And um, not only that, but I've been told by a psychic that Chelsea told her that she had to transition because of the fact that she had been working with me all along, preparing, helping parents heal, but also so that she could take Morgan's hand as soon as he transitioned and get him back to me to hug me. So I feel incredibly grateful about that. And this is something that I actually just found out this year from Isabella Johnson, who's an incredibly, she's an incredibly gifted psychic medium. And, um, I, I don't ever want anyone to have to experience the passing of two children, but I think that that was the reason that I was so prepared to be able to have that happen to me immediately. That's really interesting. I remember an interview I had with Dr. Mary Neal, who had a near-death experience. And while she had that near-death experience, she actually got to see the future. And I believe yeah. part of it was her son passing. Yes, yes, it and, is, yeah. Yeah, and the whole chain of events that would come from that. And so I found it very interesting that Chelsea, I mean, that was all lined up for it all to happen the way it did. Because you and Mark Ireland creating, parent, helping parents heal is making such an impact with so many people globally through so many ways and I can't help but even notice in my life, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing had I not had severe grief. And so it's just interesting, those of us that are out there in different ways making a difference comes from our own grief. And so it may be part of the, the big plan. Oh, it definitely is. And I, I truly believe in collateral beauty, as the movie talks about, obviously, with Will Smith. I I just think that 
we get so much magic that comes back to us from our kids and from our loved ones when they pass. And um, we just need to be able to open our hearts and open our lives to that magic. Um, unfortunately, when people, as you say, when you when your father passed and you had all of these things going on with your family, it's it's impossible to be able to open yourself to all of the signs and the validations and the help that they're giving us because they're not just sending us signs, they're also helping us with our lives. And Morgan has helped his sisters in incredible ways that, that just couldn't, I mean, if I told you the stories, I, you, you probably would just be blown away by the things that he's done, carrying them home at night and other things like that. But I, I think that um, it, it, as soon as we are able to be open, which may take a while and everybody's grief path is completely different and it's fine to be able to take as much time as we want. The signs never stop. And for instance, I, I talk to Morgan throughout the day all the time. It's good that we now have Bluetooth so that when I'm talking in the car, people don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, I, I feel very, very fortunate that that happened to me and I feel grateful for helping parents heal, but it has nothing to do with me or with Mark Ireland. It has everything to do with our kids. Um, they're the ones who pushed us to do this, and they're the ones who are helping us every day as we as we work to help other parents. So true. And I want I definitely want to hear the Suzanne Wilson story, but then I wouldn't mind a story about Morgan helping your daughters because that would be great. Oh, okay, so wonderful. Tell some well, stories. I'll, I'll do that as well. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to say that right after this happened, I couldn't go back to the yoga studio because I just didn't feel like I could. Actually, I thought I might be able to do the practice, but I didn't think that I could last through Shavasana um, having Morgan pass like that. In spite of the fact that I knew that he was with me, it was incredibly hard, the physical loss. And I know that everyone who has had experienced the passing of a child understands this. You feel like you have a rock right in the center of your chest and um, that rock doesn't go away until you're able to start to learn how to breathe again. It's, it's very difficult, but um, Suzanne Wilson happened to go to this yoga studio to see about renting a space to give readings. And it was such a strange situation set up by spirit, obviously, um, because Angie, who was the owner of the yoga studio, didn't believe in psychic mediums. She didn't believe in any of that. And it turned out that Suzanne went there um, and Angie was there to meet her. And she said to her, well, how do I test you? How do I find out if you really are a medium or not. And Suzanne said, well, do you have a picture for me to read? And I had sent out my Christmas cards very early that year. Um, I actually sent them the day or maybe two days after Morgan passed. And it was a picture of the three kids. And it was taken in France right before he went to China. Um, and that's all that there was on the front of the Christmas card and or the holiday card. And so when um, Suzanne saw it, she said, I see him on his back on a mountain 
I see a black box up to his ear. He's saying, I love you back to his mom. And he said that he is a band of three brothers. Um, There were two other roommates um, in Nanjing with him. And they both stayed in Lhasa until my husband was able to get there to be able to pick up Morgan. Unfortunately, um, you need a visa to get into Lhasa. So it took him six days to get there. Um, And then he had to wait there to be able to bring Morgan back. And the two boys waited with Morgan and Lhasa, although they were suffering from altitude sickness as well. Um, And then she saw him shouting from a mountaintop through a megaphone, I'm okay. And it's so funny because the megaphone that he used as a cheerleader at the University of Arizona was part of his service when we did his service. It's a huge megaphone. <clears throat> he was a U of A cheerleader. So that, that was very significant. Oh, you just gave me but goosebumps. There were also <laughs> many other things that happened. For instance, um, there was, uh, she, she drew a rock for Angie and Angie was writing all of this down, but she didn't know the story. So she didn't know if this was true or not, but she drew this rock and she said that we were going to have this rock brought to us. And it was from the place that Morgan passed and Colin at Christmas time brought us that exact rock. It was broken in half and it showed the break in the rock. So that was amazing. So anyway, I had never had a reading with a psychic medium before, mm-hmm. and Angie called me the night that Suzanne um, had talked to her, and she said, Elizabeth, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I had this interview with a woman who'd like to rent space at uh, Yoga Breeze, and she was telling me all these different things about Morgan, but I don't even know if they're true would you like to have lunch tomorrow? And I said, Angie, tell me right now. This is seven o'clock at night. Of course. Just tell me everything. She said right now. And everything was, was right. And what's so amazing about this happening. And I found this out later is that one of the things that people worry about the most is that it's possible for a psychic medium to read a reader while they're sitting with them. Um, I wasn't there. Suzanne had never met me before. And so for me to not be giving any cues as she was talking to Angie and Angie was just writing all of this down, it was an amazing thing for me to hear all of this. And so I wanted to have a reading with Suzanne as quickly as possible, but it turned out that um, her husband was having some health issues. And so it wasn't possible to be able to speak to her for, for two months. And that was really, really hard for me. Yes. I, I was in a good place because of the fact that I had gotten that hug from Morgan, but I just wanted to talk to her so badly. And I thought there might be something wrong that she saw something bad in the future because mm-hmm. she wasn't able to speak to me, which wasn't the case at all. So anyway, we finally were able to get together um, in January of 2010. And that was such an exciting time. Um, Actually, when we got together, just to go further in this story, one of the first things that she did was to bring through Chelsea. And she brought her through at the age that she would have been at the time. And she was telling me exactly what she looked like, that she was the first person to meet Morgan. 
And there was no way that she could have known that. Um, so anyway, it was it was a really exciting thing to be able to get together with her. Absolutely. But also, Great. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just excited. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, one one of the main things that she told me when she did the reading, though, was that um, I was going to be starting this this group and that it was going to be a global group very soon uh, after because of the kids. And so what she said was true. I mean, I had already started the Facebook group and it had already gotten fairly big, but I had no idea of how big it was actually going to get. And um, it's it's very exciting to think that they're working that hard on the other side to make sure that all of us are being able to connect. They're working hard in so many ways. Yes, they are. How about a story about Morgan helping your daughters before we find out more? more. uh, Yes. You know, I've never told this publicly, but it's pretty amazing. And I think that it, it will help any parent who is dealing with the issue of having a child pass and worrying about a sibling because it is really hard for siblings. I think that, um, you know, for them, they think that they have to heal us before they can heal themselves in many cases. And so they um, try so hard to suppress all of this, you know, the feelings that they're having to make sure that their parents are able to move through uh, the grief and, and help them along. But they don't necessarily deal with it as quickly or as well as, as we are able to. Um, but anyway, I was, uh, my daughter was studying in, in Paris and she had gone to a, a New Year's Eve party with um, her cousin and she got very sick because she had taken some Imitrex, which is um, some very strong migraine medication before she went out. And then she also had some champagne while, while she was there. And she told her cousin that she was going to be leaving the party, which um, because of the fact that it was in an area of Paris that was very far from where she lived, um, it it was kind of a dangerous thing for her to go home feeling as badly as she did. She had already been throwing up, but um, she forgot to get her coat. She had a little tiny New Year's Eve dress on. And it was snowing outside, which is kind of rare in Paris, but it was that evening. She jumped into a taxi with some people that she didn't even know because she was trying to just get home. And um, part of the way along, she, she uh, as she was driving, she realized that the people that were next to her were people that she'd never met before. So she said, I'm getting out here. She jumped out of the taxi and her last memory is of looking up, seeing the street sign, realizing that she had no idea where she was and seeing the snowfall in her little tiny dress. She um, woke up the next day at about seven in the morning with her two roommates shaking her and saying, we've got to take a train to Portugal. We're leaving for Portugal today. And she has no idea of how she got home. But they said that at about two in the morning, the door burst open. And the door was still open when they woke up and then she was in the bed and she has a very slight recollection of Morgan carrying her home. And that's the only explanation that there can be. And Morgan used to carry, he was six foot six 
as I said, he used to carry a lot of his um, friends home when they had hard nights out in China and in Paris as well. And so I can imagine Morgan doing that for her. But um, that was something that, that made her realize at that instant. And, and, you know, he's been with her all along that she has a guardian angel and that he'll be with her whenever she needs him. Uh, she just went to South America for three months and traveled alone to five different countries. We were very concerned about it, yes. but she was very sure of herself and she knew that she would be fine. And she was. I, I know she had some difficult situations, but he always protected her. What a brave girl. And it's interesting because I've heard so many stories of people that were either pulled from a car after an accident or were drowning and felt somebody lift them to the shore. And then people said there was nobody there. So I love well, those kind of stories. Yes, they were there. Know, um, his cheerleader friends have told us other stories that have happened. Um, one of his friends, actually, um, who was dating another cheerleader, they were in a car and were hit by a car that was going 70 miles an hour. They felt Morgan pull them out of the car. Neither of them had a scratch and their car looks like an accordion when it, I mean, they showed us a picture of it. It was incredible. And they knew it was Morgan. Another story that I think is more incredible. And this uh, boy who was also a cheerleader, he was actually the mascot of um, the U of A team. He is now a firefighter and he named his, son after Morgan, but he was in a house that was burning and he was with another friend who was a firefighter who was pulling. He had gotten into the car to put it in neutral and get it out of the garage. And um, Dan was standing watching this happen. And all of a sudden he was pulled backwards so strongly that he was just, he, there, there was no one there, but he was pulled backwards and an air conditioning unit fell right where he was standing. And the, the other firefighter in the car saw this happen. And he said, Oh my gosh, what was that? <laughs> and Dan knew it was Morgan. He could feel Morgan pulling him backwards. So um, this kind of thing has happened. I, I, I could go through so many of his different friends who come and tell me that Morgan has done the same thing for them. So I think he's pretty busy. I think these kids stay very busy when they when they transition. <laughs> they have a lot of people to take care of. That's so great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really wonderful. And I feel so grateful. And I I just I'm amazed at how powerful these kids are. Um and all of our loved ones in spirit. They um obviously I'm sure you've heard me say this before, maybe not, but I truly believe that they're home and that we are still in school. So they're doing amazing things. They're having a blast. They're, um, they're done. They've done everything that they needed to, and we're still learning. We're still here for a reason. And so we need to be able to listen to them and figure out what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> wow. And a big thank you to Morgan, who's, I'm. Um, positive listening right now because just by telling that story Elizabeth I don't think like I've got ideas once I cross into the unseen world of things I'd like to do but never even thought of that possibility of really 
reaching out to help people in that way, wow. you know, yeah. and it's like, hmm, so you planted a seed. Well, it's wonderful. And I also must say that Suzanne constantly tells me that Morgan helps her with her uh, readings and he's, he corrals all the kids and helps them come through. And um, they're all such great friends. I mean, all of them know each other and they, they come together and then they bring us together, which is so wonderful. And um, one of the things that I was going to talk about today is the Soul Summit Scottsdale about being with Suzanne. I'm so honored to be able to present with her because we're going to tell the story of Morgan and another boy who whose mother lives in Charleston, South Carolina, who had a reading with Suzanne Wilson and who um, Morgan brought her son through, Brian through, but now they are huge friends and they do so much together. And um, when, when Suzanne brought him through, um, she, she first was talking about the fact that they were hiking in heaven. Actually, she brought him through when she was talking to Brian's mom, Jody. And um, so Suzanne called me and said, Oh my gosh, it was just amazing. I had this reading today with this mom she lives in Charleston, and her son, who actually passed in a Mustang, um, he uh, was asphyxiated. He took his life, unfortunately. He was going to the Citadel. He had everything going for him. Um, and this is, this is an amazing story, too. So maybe I could just tell you a little bit about, yes, about Brian. Sure. Um, he had three friends who were going to go to the Gator Bowl with him in a car. And um, he had a dream, actually a nightmare, that the car flipped and that they all passed in the car accident. So he told his friends, let's not go. I'm really nervous about going. And they ended up going. Anyway, the car flipped and they passed. So... um, it was very soon after this happened. I think it was several months later. Um, he ended up taking his own life. Um, and I, I just, um, well, what's so amazing about this story is that he was in a collector Mustang. Um, he, I think that he had a little bit of survivor's guilt, just an amazing kid, just absolutely wonderful. Suzanne brought both of them through hiking in heaven. And then after that, um, I, I went down to have a reading with Tina Powers in Tucson. And the reason that I had it was because we had purchased a reading for the roommate of Alix. Um, when she was a freshman at the University of Arizona, her roommate, uh, uh, her roommate uh, had a mother. Her, her mother had passed um, at the same time that Morgan did, so the year before. And she had never been to see a psychic medium. She was really sad, and um, the angel date was coming up. So we made the appointment for the angel date one year later. And three of her roommates went with her. They took her in a taxi because none of the girls as freshmen had cars yet. And 
Tina just loved the fact that all of these girls came, but Morgan came through during the reading and he told her, you need to give my parents a reading. So this was right before, um, let's see, it was right before Morgan, his angel date as well. So she called me and said that she wanted to give me a free reading. So we went down to um, Tucson, which was just amazing to be able to meet Tina and she's such a bubbly, beautiful person. And um, when she was talking to us, she said, what's this about a Mustang? I see a horse Mustang. And she said, there's this boy that Morgan's with. Do you know anything about a horse? And I'm thinking about Cave Creek. We live in Cave Creek, Arizona with Mm -hmm. all the horses. And I'm thinking, no, I, I can't think of who would have a Mustang here. And then I realized, oh my gosh, yes, I know where that Mustang is coming from. And she said, he wants you to know that he's hiking in heaven with that boy. So it was exactly what Suzanne Wilson had said um, about a week before when she called me that Brian and Morgan were hiking in heaven. So um, I hope that this isn't too it's fantastic. No a story, but Great it, was, confirmation. it was such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and such a beautiful confirmation. Yes. Really great. And now how did you meet and create Helping Parents Heal with Mark Ireland? Well, that was another amazing story because when Suzanne Wilson came to my house to do the reading, when we were finally able to get the appointment, she had been at an afterlife kind of event the week before with Jamie Clark and with Mark Ireland. And she told Mark Ireland, I'm going to be meeting with a mom next week. Her son passed on a mountain And Mark Ireland, his son, um, Brandon, also passed on a mountain here in in Arizona on the McDowell mountain range of an asthma attack. So that was kind of unusual. So he signed a book for me, um, his book, Soul Shift, Finding Where the Dead Go, which I absolutely love. Great book. And Suzanne gave it to me when she came to my house. So when she left when I was blown away by everything that she'd said, I looked at, I look at this book, I read it in two days and then I called Mark (laughs) to see if we could get together. And so we started talking and he was the first speaker that I had um, in January of 2010 at our first meeting. And we had about 25 parents who came and talked about his book. So that was how we initially started talking together and, um, he would help out with meetings after that, but it took about two years before he came up with the idea of possibly making this into a group that would have affiliates in other locations as well. And boy, does it ever. And then you even have <laughs> yeah. some international ones. You've got a huge yeah. online group. Would you talk a little yeah. bit about helping parents heal, what we can find on the website, how you can, or how people can get of involved. Of course, yes, I would love to. Our, our, as I say, our website has just been revamped. I feel really grateful. We we kind of fundraise to be able to do that. Um, but we have all of our groups that are available there and in all of the different locations throughout the United States and in Canada and the UK. And, and we also have um, information. We have our newsletters that are archived there. The newsletter comes out every month. Um, you know about the online group, um, 
And I know that you've interviewed Tracy before, and they, they are amazing. Tracy, Brian, Elizabeth, uh, Beth West, as well as Ty, they have meetings many times a month with some of the most interesting speakers from the afterlife community who come and um, and do these Zoom online meetings. And we have over 100 parents who come to listen to them and to be able to ask questions of them. A lot of times it'll be psychic mediums as well. If people aren't able to find a psychic medium where they live or might not be able to afford one, a lot of times they bring through lots of validations for the parents as well. We have monthly meetings here in Phoenix, but we have um, many different affiliates throughout Arizona as well. And um, we also just recently started a boxing class that uh, Shining Light Mom started, and she wanted to do this for free, so we have it weekly. And she told us she has a jabs boxing studio, which is only for women, and she told us that this is something that saved her life when her son passed. And so we've been doing that with her. I give a free yoga class for healing grief every week as well. We do a lot of things um, here in the community uh, to be able to um, reach as many people as possible. But um, I'm trying to think. And then obviously we have the conference that's going to be coming up in 2020, which is very exciting. And um, the conference that we had in 2018 as well. On your website, people can go and you can see all the different affiliates and it just may happen. Someone listening, there might be a helping parents heal near you. And there's also been parents that have created these affiliate groups. Yes. As a matter of fact, all of the affiliate groups are run by shining light parents. We like to call everyone. Uh, this was a term that was coined by Suzanne Giesman, um, because we don't like the word bereaved. That's not a, a nice word. It's, no. it's really depressing, and and it better explains the way that we are, meaning that we shine because our kids are shining through us. So um, nice. the, the groups, even if there isn't a group in the area of, uh, you know, where wherever someone might live, a lot of times people just decide to start their own groups um, if they're far enough down the road to be able to do so. But then also the online group can reach everyone because anyone with internet service can log on to those meetings, which is really nice. Oh, oh and another resource we have, yeah. I just have to say, is the Caring Listeners. And um, Dr. Mark Pitstick, who's one of our board members, um, got them together in the very beginning and started this group. Um, but Linda McCarthy is now the head of the Caring Listeners, and she's amazing. And um, basically, the Caring Listeners um, are available 24 hours a day for anyone to call. It's completely free of charge. And we have 12 of them who are available, their phone number and their email addresses on the website. So it's under the groups of Helping Parents Heal. If you have the drop-down menu, it, it shows caring listeners. So that's a wonderful resource. If people aren't maybe yet ready to go to a meeting or if they don't have a meeting close by, they can always call someone and talk to them as, as frequently as they need to. That's really nice. And I do like that anybody in the world can access the online group, any parent to 
yeah, be there because I personally didn't know what grief felt like until I had a series of people yeah. and pets move along in my life. And I would have never been yeah. able to share what I know had I not been through it. And to be a parent, it's, I tell you, if I was a parent, I would love to hear from another parent. So to be, to have created that organization, it's just great. And then I also know that you've got something for siblings and fathers now on the website. Can you talk about yes. that? Yes, yes, yes. That's a, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, the sibling group is wonderful. As I say, I think that siblings go through sometimes a lot more than we do just because of the fact that they're trying so hard to be strong for us and being able to have a group where they can go. Um, the Facebook group is only for kids. So and when I say kids, I mean anyone who's a sibling. Um, so they can talk about things and maybe complain about their parents who are being a little crazy and, and be able to explain the emotions that they're feeling. And I think that that's something that's really important. And we've had several meetings here in Cave Creek um, that were held by Kaylee Savoy, who is now in Hawaii. She just moved to Hawaii on Saturday. So she's going to start her Zoom meetings when she's in Hawaii, and she'll be having uh, Zoom meetings for siblings from there. And then uh, Mike Edwards, who's in Houston, Texas, um, had a reading with Suzanne Giesman with his wife, He didn't believe in any of this. And, oh, my gosh, he had the most incredible reading with her. And then he asked his son to his son, Dylan, to send him a sign that he was with him because he wanted something physical. He he is um, he's an engineer and he needs something physical and he didn't believe in all the woo woo stuff. Mm -hmm. And the next day after he asked him for this. His wife was cleaning the shower and she found an opal in the shower and no one has any idea of how that opal got there. But more importantly, Dylan's birth birthstone is a, is an opal. So <laughs> it was really a wonderful thing. They both, you know, I, I said, well, who's going to get the ring then? Is, is Allison going to get a ring and an opal ring? He said, no, she's going to have to fight me for it. So <laughs> anyway, they have this beautiful opal. And as Suzanne Giesman explained, that's an apport. I'm sure you know what an apport is, but that's a huge deal. I mean, it's a physical, something that actually physically comes from our kids. And um, he now is a is a 100% believer, and he holds his meetings every week for dads. And the meetings that he holds are Zoom meetings that take place with dads from around the world. He has dads in India. He has dads in in Argentina. He has dads all over the place. And um, he has speakers who come to speak as well. And um, I think that it's wonderful because dads feel very differently from moms as well. Mm -hmm. So um, it's important to have a group where they can express themselves and maybe talk about how crazy their wives are. (laughs) Uh Well, it's it's so wonderful, Elizabeth, because... Most groups out there, they don't involve talk about the afterlife. It's strictly grief. And to encompass that, the reality of the afterlife, 
first of all, I know for myself, the difference it makes believing and talking about signs and talking about all these different things in the grieving process. And I'm even thinking about the siblings. There's not much written for children anyways about grief or how to talk to a kid who's grieving. But I'm thrilled that under the Helping Parents Heal umbrella, kids are getting support. Siblings are getting support. I can put it that way. And we can, they can be free sharing about, you know, my big brother came in and did this and big brothers in the afterlife, you know? So that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, it is wonderful. And, you know, I think that kids really don't want to talk to us about that. Siblings don't necessarily want to talk to their parents about their sibling who's passed because a lot of times they almost become a deity in the house. I mean, they, they become that one child who never did anything wrong, who's larger than life, who's much more important than anything that they could ever accomplish as they move forward. And so they kind of get sick of hearing about and, you know, talking about their brother or sister, I think. Um, it's not always the case, but I, 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 I've heard this from a lot of kids, that it's just hard because they feel like they are so important as well and um their parents focus so much energy on honoring their their brother or sister but also on maybe the signs and validations maybe other things like that and um they i, I think it's it's hard um but at the same time they're getting their own signs and validations from them and a lot of times I think that they are excited about sharing them, but they don't want to tell their parents because, oh my gosh, they're going to be telling all their friends about this brother or sister again. And all they're going to talk about is these signs that they keep on getting. So it's it's nice for them to be able to share in a group of peers who understand and who aren't, um, uh, and who are going through the same thing, who understand how hard it is to be dealing with this. And, you know, either parents might be very, very sad and um, in a situation where they aren't getting signs and they're and they aren't um, able to talk to the to the kids because of that, or maybe they have moved on and they're they're just so excited. And as I say, they might have created a foundation in the name of their child. And they might be doing wonderful things that way. But at the same time, um, I think that, you know, the siblings are not necessarily on the same wavelength with parents in that, in that manner either. So it's, it's nice, as I say, for them to be able to talk to others about this and try to figure it out and understand that it happens in every family that way. Yeah, that's great. As a kid, I remember thinking my, parents are crazy. They didn't understand how the world works. I just couldn't relate, you know? So I get it. Not wanting to talk to mom and dad. I I really do. And then the conference, let's talk about that for April 16th through 19th, 2020. What's the vision behind the conference and what can we expect? uh, Well, I'm really excited about the conference. We, uh, the conference that we had in Scottsdale in 2018 uh, drew 500 parents and 25 speakers, and um, it was 
kind of, I'm sure that you know what I mean when I say it was kind of a love fest. Everybody yes. was just so excited to meet each other. We we had so many incredible validations that happened during the conference as well. It was it was just such an incredible weekend. This next conference in Charleston in 2020 um, will have we're we're expecting a thousand parents this time, and we have 30 speakers um, right now and several keynote speakers who are going to be incredible, including Su- Suzanne Wilson. Uh, Suzanne Giesman, Evan Alexander, and Karen Newell, um, Dr. Mary Neal that you spoke mm-hmm. of. I'm so excited about that. I love her story as well. Um, Dr. Raymond Moody, who of course is the, he's the grandfather of all of this knowledge. I it's know. The first book it's that great. I read when I, when Morgan transitioned was Life After Life mm-hmm. and I, it just changed my life. Um, and uh, David Kessler is also coming. Doctors Gloria and Heidi Horsley are coming from Great. the Open to Hope Foundation. They were going to come to our last conference to film, and then it turned out that that was right. Um, it happened right when Parkland happened, and so they had to go down and film for that. So this year, they or next year, they'll be coming, and they're also offering a workshop. I'm very excited about that. Um, Jeffrey Olson and uh, Jeffrey O'Driscoll, Dr. Jeffrey uh, O'Driscoll are both coming and talking about his near-death experience, uh, uh, Jeffrey Olson, um, his wife passing, his son passing, um, and then being able to um, to move forward. I, I don't know if you know about Jeffrey Olson. He's just yes. incredible, though. And Jeffrey, Dr. Jeff O'Driscoll, was in the operating room and saw his his wife in the operating room and spoke to her and she told him that um, he had to survive he he had to be there for their other son who hadn't passed so uh, Mark Anthony is coming as well there and then we have just so many incredible uh, psychic mediums um, that are going to be doing platform readings as well as um, energy healers such as uh, David Fowler and uh, Rick and Beth Olson who came last time as well. I mean, we just have so many wonderful people and we feel very, very grateful for that. And um, I think it's going to be a a great conference. Um, It's over three days and um, we've never had a conference in Charleston before, obviously, but I think it'll be a wonderful location. It's beautiful there, and a lot of people are going to be extending their um, stay to be able to um, to see more of Charleston. And um, Irene Vuvalidis, who is the director of the conference, she's the one who actually came up with the idea back in uh, 2017 to have the conference in 2018, and she's the one who um, works every day to get this second conference organized and to um, uh, to be able to make sure that everything is is working the way it should be. I mean, there's there's so many moving parts in a conference, but um, I feel really grateful that she's doing this. She's also um, the affiliate leader of Hilton Head and Bluffton, and. Almost immediately when she became an affiliate leader, she said, how about a conference? Don't you think it'd be nice if we did a conference? (laughs) And I said, yeah, I think that'd be great. But I think it's a lot more work than 
what you think it is. And right. um, we did it though. And it was, and it was great. And I know that you have a lot of experience in that domain after this year too. Just you've been amazing being well, able to organize for things that you've done. Not on the scale yet of the 500 or the thousand, but I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I looked at the website for the conference it's extremely reasonably priced. I thought, oh my gosh, it's, I mean, really great with some lunches included and breakfasts and an evening with wine and beer. And I can just imagine, I, I know for myself, it's really wonderful to talk to listeners and things like that. But when I met people at either the symposium or the We Don't Die conferences, it is a love fest. It's like meeting your very best friends because we've been there. We've, we believe in the afterlife and this, we're excited about talking about it, but also I would say over 90% come to these things because they've really been impacted by grief. And to imagine a thousand parents who connect in such a special way and the speakers that you have are so tremendous. There'll be healing. I'm sure there'll be tears of laughter and joy and the reunions. And there's just, you offer so much. So thank you for well, creating it and at such a reasonable price. Wow. Thank you. Well, we, we definitely wanted to keep it reasonable for the parents. But also, we were very, very fortunate that Suzanne Wilson decided to have a fundraiser with uh, 15 psychic mediums who all gave free readings and she raised $13,025 to be able to allow people to have free registration and one night hotel stay. Unfortunately, I'm saying this right now and it's already passed that we gave all of those out, but it was such a blessing for so many parents who wouldn't have been able to come otherwise. Um, and we, we still, as I say, we, we try, we, we fundraise to be able to cover different meals and things like that so that parents won't have to pay that in the price because we definitely want people to be able to come to the conference. But um, anyway, I was just going to say that the gentleman who filmed um, the last conference, his name is Carl Fink, and he's amazing. He's just he's the great. sweetest person. But his daughters, um, one of them is very psychic, and her name is Ruby, and he sent in a story um, about Ruby, who was looking for some lights that she was trying to set up for the filming and could not find them. And she was running around the room, and he saw her running around the room and was thinking, I wonder what's wrong. And she was really nervous about it. And then all of a sudden, she looked like a light bulb had gone off in her head, and she left the room. And then she came back with the lights. Well, it turns out that she had left them on the curb. And as she's running around the room trying to figure out where they are, <laughs> um, Chelsea, my daughter, told her that they were up at the reception. So she went out and got them. Well, Carl didn't know that Chelsea was my daughter at the time. I hadn't even really met him formally yet. Mm -hmm. And so the next morning he was telling this story about Chelsea helping with the lights and Irene was walking by the table at breakfast and she said, Chelsea, that's Elizabeth's daughter. <laughs> so anyway, it's pretty nice that these kids work so hard to make sure that these, these events happen and that they work well. And 
Um, and, you know, what was amazing for us is that the people at the embassy suite said, we expected the people that were coming to this conference to be so sad and so, um, and crying throughout the weekend. Nobody cried. Everybody was laughing. Everybody was having such a fun time. So it was, it was totally the opposite of what you would expect from 500 bereaved parents who are there um, talking about the uh, or talking about their kids, um, but because of the fact that we knew that they were still right there with us, it was it was amazing. We felt like they were all with us, celebrating with us. And there's plenty of evidence of that with the platform demonstrations and things. Oh, That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, and just a little plug for Carl Fink. He runs a website called Streaming for the soul.com yeah and you can find yes. so many videos and it's a membership site like netflix or hulu or one of those but there's so many great afterlife spiritual and so many different things so if you the listener haven't checked it out yet streaming for the soul.com and just a couple other websites your website uh, the website for helping parents org has all the information we've been talking about and also about the conference and another plug for the soul summit, org, And that is September 12th through 15th being held yes. in yeah. Scottsdale, obviously, but it's the afterlife symposium isn't happening as it was, but it's kind of changed and different. But the Soul Summit is going to have a whole bunch of afterlife things there, but with the bonus of empowering our souls to live a great life. So I love that. It's not just afterlife. It gives life. So I'm grateful that you're there, and I'm grateful for Suzanne and Kathleen Malone putting it on. And it's something I I can't be at this year because of my schedule, but I support it a thousand percent. So I'll miss seeing you there, but I'll see you somewhere around, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Well, thank you so much for for listening to me. I appreciate it. I'm I'm truly grateful that you do this this radio show. And I I know that it's helping so many parents. And I I want to tell you that, you know, the the book that you wrote, uh, the fact that you wrote it with that title, We Don't Die, is is such an affirmation. It's so wonderful to hear people being able to just say, yes, we don't die. Our kids don't die. They're still right here. And, and they're all a part of everything that we do every day. And for many of us who have moved forward in our grief, we almost feel like they're away at school and they, um, we're, that we're going to be seeing them very soon. Um, so I'm sure that you feel the same way about your father. Um, I think that that's the, the way that we all should be feeling once we're able to move through our grief, um, that they are still right here and that they want us to be happy and healthy and um, and to move forward and to enjoy the lives that we have here right now. That's beautiful. And I want to share something that happened to me today, if I can. Sure, I'd love to. Yeah, hear. it's just a little evidence. A lot of people don't know about this, but there's an organization, also a nonprofit, called snui.org.uk. And 
in the spiritualism, it is based. One of the things is about the evidence of the afterlife. And so many of the mediums that I've interviewed belong somehow to the Spiritualist National National Union. But they have this website that I just mentioned, and they have classes on mediumship and so much. And it's, I think it's 21 or 25 British pounds a year, a year, which ends up being about 30, $35. Well, several times a month, they have these online church services. So I just happened to know, notice that there was one this morning, nine o'clock, my time. So mm-hmm. I tune in and it was just a beautiful service and nice talks and things. And at the very end, two people over Zoom do medium readings on the people attending. Well, there were only eight people attending. And I noticed that every time I attend one of these, there's only eight, 12, 15, not many people attend. And so this communicator came through with some information, father in the spirit world, and it was a little bit vague, but definitely an American. And so I was able to raise my hand or touch the yes. I said, I can't really take all the information, but I think I'm the only American in the group because people, Elizabeth, (laughs) were from all over the world that tune into this. So the more she started to speak, the more I thought, oh my gosh, this is my father. And as many listeners know, around the time of my dad's passing, there was all kinds of family feuds going on about his care. And then after he passed, uh, it just uh, about stuff. And anyways, we became one of those families that you hear about. And so some of the relationships I've had with my siblings have been put on hold right now for eight years because they, we haven't come back together. And I, it's always my biggest prayer that this, this gets resolved, but it helped me go on this journey to learn about grief, to learn about what happens, why people fight. And I actually do think it was planned this way. So I would learn all of this. So out of this woman's mouth came, well, your father's saying he still knows the family hasn't healed yet. And he's working on it really hard from his side and to expect the unexpected, which was one of my dad's favorite sayings, that something strange will happen that will end up uniting us again. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And there's a couple other details as well, but you just never know. So if anyone is interested, S-N-U-I, dot org dot uk spiritual national i've just Union. gone there i'm so excited about this it, especially it if is it's only uh, 25 or 30 yeah pounds a year that's a nothing. year that's, a year yeah. and they send wow. out a newsletter and every newsletter there's a a um, password for what the password is for the month to join in one of the zoom meetings but even just looking there's mediumship practicing and development and I, i'm so fond of the uh, SNU is the ones that owns um, Arthur Finley College, where so many of the great mediums got their start. But it's a great resource for people, especially when you want to see a great medium, and it could could be in a year before you get an appointment, or you're not sure if you even want to get a medium reading, or you don't know who to go to, that sometimes it's even twice a week they do these services. And like I said, very small numbers 
attend. So there's always a very high possibility that it could be you. Plus to bring a spiritual service to the privacy of my own home when I can't drive somewhere to attend one. It's beautiful. It's really great. So, Oh, that's so nice. Well, I wanted to uh, just let you know, too, and let, let any listeners know that we do have another resource on the, the website, and that is um, we have psychic mediums as well as healers as well as therapists uh, with recommendations from parents. And so if anyone is looking for a psychic medium, um, you can go on there and read about different ones that are listed. Many of them have been certified by Mark Ireland, who uh, has a certification program. And if they are, then the when you click through, it goes to his website. And many of them give readings at a much reduced rate for parents of helping parents heal and siblings of helping parents heal, just um, just to let you know. So in case people are having a hard time finding someone, that might be a good place to to just take a look and see because every every one of them does meeting or readings by Zoom. So it's really easy to be able to get an appointment with someone who lives a long way away as well. Oh, that's great. Thank you for that resource. And again, the website, helpingparentsheal.org. Easy. Thank you. To remember. Elizabeth, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Sandra. It was really a pleasure and I enjoyed talking to you always goes by so fast. I enjoy talking to you too so much. Thank you for all the good that you're doing and that you will continue to do with everyone in the unseen world, your children, and everyone who's working with you. It's just really extraordinary. So I, I love that we got the opportunity to talk today. And and for our listener, thank you for spending the time with Elizabeth and I. As a reminder, all past episodes are available at wedontdieradio.com. We now have 318 of them. Yes, 318. That's crazy. But I ask if you're willing to join the Insiders Club, where you'll get a free copy of my book, We Don't Die, in a PDF form. It says only the few, a few chapters, but it's the whole thing. And also a very healing audio called How to Survive Grief. So in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I have been your host on We Don't Die Radio. I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. Really want to thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.